Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome to another episode of the Friend of the F-Tag series where we are moving throughout the summer. I had some really great guests on already and we've got more get great guests coming, including Sam Morgan, who joins us today, who is a sports journalist for Verge magazine and the presenter of Sportshead and Old Sports podcasts, uh, which are in association, I believe, with Verge magazine. Um, got my big man, Adam, back with us. Not probably seen our face with us uh, well together for a while now. You know, I've missed him. As much as he's probably missed me as well, I can, I can see already. But... Yeah. No? no, well, you know, it's always it's always good to have a couple of weeks away, isn't it? You know, so. You know. All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I think we'll stick on the pulse of the NFL throughout the summer seasons and uh, lots of cool things to come. I hear a certain new co-host maybe looking at doing some Madden streaming. Apparently, she needs to get good at Madden first, and then that might be progressing. So we'll see what exciting stuff Abby has in store for us. George will be back soon with us. Andrew will be back soon with us as well, as it all leads towards a new NFL season. Um, but Sam, thank you again for joining us. Uh, it, it's going to feel like a bit of a long summer now, isn't it? This is the dreary, quiet bit. Our, the, the American football's finished. Our football's starting to, uh, starting to tie itself together. I mean, it's the start of cricket season. That's what that makes some people happy, I suppose. I know there's certain people on this party who it doesn't make very happy. And it looks what like you're are shaking you head talking as well. about? Why are T20? you talking about cricket? <laughs> yeah, we're doing an afternoon at the T20. <laughs> Mate, beer, lads, sixes and memories. That's all you need to worry about in the T20. <laughs> Sam, away from the cricket, what a long summer we're going to have. But what an exciting off-season we have had. It has been an exciting off-season. You know what? I think it all started last year, though. But it was just mm. some crazy trades. Obviously, we ended up with D-Hop at one point. You know, I think people have almost it's that has almost been the domino effect all the way through, and people realise they can do these trades. But uh, this one, this has been the, uh, the summer of QBs, right? And I think we've seen a few people obviously trying to get. I know you guys are looking to give me some abuse. I know, <laughs> I know, I know it's coming. But yeah, it's been a great, it's been great, and I think it's kept us entertained because normally it is switch off, and you just wait. The draft gives you a bit of excitement, and then the odd person moves about. But um, I mean, we've even seen Colin Kaepernick is working out at teams. He's not just working out in a park, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Soon to be Las Vegas Raider, Colin Kaepernick, perhaps, maybe, as we've seen. And usually you are right, Sam. There is usually a lot of QB chatter on this uh, on this podcast. However, the QB chatter for months has been dominated by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers due to Adam being a Green Bay fan. However, that's all now solved its problems. We've had the Russell Wilson effect. We've had, uh, I mean, Kenny Pickett going to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round, my team. And then we talk about the Arizona Cardinals, your team, Sam. I mean, the Kyler Murray, it, it, it just feels like it came out of nowhere a little bit with him suddenly being quite angry with the organisation, considering he was drafted specifically by Cliff Kingsbury. He's sort of been for lack of a better term, groomed by Kingsbury for a long time to then come into the Arizona. Uh, probably better use of words, but he was, Kyler was always his guy, wasn't it? Kyler was always his guy, but he was going to go to. And then there's been discussion about him getting a contract extension. When you look around the league, some of the guys who have been getting that, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, very good QBs. And Kyler, I mean, in a lot of arguments, is a top five quarterback in this league. But on occasions, we see the good and we see the bad and we see the ugly from Kyler. Um, what, what's your stance going on with Kyler at the minute? I do feel a bit aggrieved by the fact that you know he should, he's with the Arizona Cardinals. They, they've loved him. They've supported him. They've put talent around him, like you said, the DeAndre Hopkins trade. What, what's going on with Kyler over there in Arizona? 
I don't think there's anything going on with Kyle. I think he's doing what every top player does, doesn't they? It gets mm. to that time, I need to get paid. So you make a few rumblings and then test the water. And obviously everyone's like, this guy needs to get paid. You know, it's not people, he's not doing it. And people are going, why is he doing this? He, should, he You know, he's not, he's not worthy. And we've seen now the QB contracts are crazy. We saw obviously Mahomes, although it's realistically is a sort of 45 million a year. And that's kind of what they're looking to do. Um, with, with, with Kyler, I think he's in that ballpark of a $43 million. I think that's the sweet spot as, as where he's going to come in at. He's going to get his deal. You know, everyone jumps up and down about players not turning up to, to workouts, but he's every other player's done it. And you just brought up Aaron Rodgers, who does it. He's a prima donna. Every year we have an Aaron Rodgers chat. We have a little slot for him. Just, just around <laughs> this sweet spot, don't we? So, Kyler's just learning from the best. I think, really... The only thing that we, really the Cardinals should have been jumping up and down about was was Steve Kime and Cliff getting an extension. For me mm. as a Cardinals fan, that's the bigger surprise than Kyler Murray sort of not turning up for a little bit and deleting a few pictures off Instagram. You know, that was the biggest surprise to me. And he deserves to get paid. We need him even more so now. D hops out for the first six games, right? So um, it's going to be a test for him because when he lost that chemistry um, towards the end is when we, we sort of the the nosedive so <laughs> i'm not surprised and he, he deserves his money simple as so do you actually like you don't sound like a particularly massive cliff kingsbury fan there coming out and, and saying that i mean you know we've all seen the records it, it's you know you don't need to go over it too much it's start off well and fall flat as a pancake kind of thing so i mean yeah. what do you think the six-year deal is just what's the point is it just too much i mean I think it's too much. Six years is crazy. I think with this, I, I, I see what the thing with Cliff. Cliff at the start, he was it started as last year it was exciting, and everyone was like just waiting for us to lose, right? And all of a sudden, he changed up his whole plan. He stopped Kyler running. It's his game. All of a sudden, we started changing that and just allowing James Connor to do it. And he can't do all those reps. And you need Kyler just to go out and play. Like, yes, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a routine. There's gonna be some plays that obviously he will call, but you've got to let some of that talent free a little bit. And he's he's a captain for a reason. Cliff all of a sudden brought it all in-house, all on him, and he's calling way too many plays that he should have been. And then we started to do this nosedive, and then we've got our most dynamic player trying to sit in the pocket. He's Yes, he looks like a hobbit because he's up against these big lads. He's, <laughs> I will back him up. He's obviously still he's still fairly tall, but obviously he can't play him just in, in the pocket. And that's when we start to fall. So to give him six years is a little bit crazy for me, considering some of the coaches that may have been available and we've seen sort of the, the successful coaches do obviously change their ways a little bit. But I feel like Cliff's a little bit too stubborn for me. And so is Kyle. And he hasn't ever drafted well. Let's just get this right. He does not draft well. He, Kyler Murray's kind of landed on his feet. He couldn't get that wrong. But he's mm. never, ever drafted well. We're still trying to get rid of Andy Isabella, for God's sake. You know, like, and if you look at the players we could have had, including Metcalf, you know, he does not, he does not draft well. So he's probably the bigger surprise than Cliff. I think if Cliff got a decent GM around him, it would probably have been a bit more acceptable. But for the pair of them as a double header, and then you know, you're not you haven't come out and paid Kyler, that as a whole is the <clears throat> for me. So it was interesting you said about like Kyler's your captain and 
you know, it's it, it's where you've won a lot of games off his back. And I completely agree with that. I would be one of the first to say, but I really do like Kyle Murray. However, I can see why people are negative on him. And one of the big things that is out in the media is that he isn't a great locker room leader. He's not a great guy to be about. And you said it's interesting what you say, you know, he's captain, he sort of leads the team. Do you, do you not take stock in the fact that there is quite a lot of media outlets that have said that he does not, he does not stand tall in that locker room. It was players like Chan when bringing in players like Chandler Jones last year, JJ Watt. Well, not bringing in Chandler Jones, but you know, retain Chandler Jones and then bringing in JJ Watt. Then big characters, them sort of historical leaders in other teams and in in teams gone by. Do you, is that what you took when they started bringing them in, or do you do you, do you think that's just the naysayers saying that and they're just sort of getting trying to get something that's not there? Maybe I think they're trying to get something that's not there because mm. if you talk to anyone directly from the Cardinals setup. It's not really there. And no one's really come out, even the ones that have left. Chandler Jones has not come out and said, because you think some of these players with big personalities would come out and just literally fl lay you flat, basically, at that, mm -hmm. at that point. And, and that hasn't really come out about Kyler. And um, it's strange that a lot of the players that he's obviously uh, played with in college as well have not said that. And they're actually mm -hmm. wanting to play with Kyler Murray. And let's be honest, this isn't, this isn't like English Premier League where there's one mm -hmm. captain in a sense and a vice captain and 11 players in there. You have multiple captains in there. And if you listen to his O-line, like how he captains them, should we say, it, there's no problems there. There seems to be an issue, not an issue. I think this, mm -hmm. the way Kyler comes out and does his thing, I think he's come out and probably, because he doesn't have a ring, he hasn't taken him to the, like, the last depths of, of a playoffs. He's mm -hmm. almost things that maybe he hasn't quite earned the the stripes for but he maybe mm -hmm. did at college but he hasn't done that right in the nfl now i think that's where people are sort of trying to rein him in a little bit from the outside of the organization um but i don't see i don't really see any issues with it at the moment obviously i get uh goaded by obviously the boys at uh at the sports heads and alternative mm -hmm. sports uh, week, weekly about mm -hmm. it but I, I generally think that the guys the guys mustard he's gonna do he's gonna do well in the league i just feel that if you put him on one side and you put Baker Mayfield on the other, <laughs> there is someone that actually does upset the apple cart for me. Um, I don't think Kyler's that that guy. Yeah, I, I think I'm not. As, I'm not a massive fan. I have to say, but I, I, I do get where you come from. I do understand that he's like, you know, he did really well in college. He's shown that he has improved that team no end. It's just not for me. Like he's just not the kind of guy that I massively like uh moving away from him though i mean how do you feel you're going to cope with uh without d hop for you know is it six eight games can't remember now but um you know yeah i mean do, do you think it's it's something that is going to have a massive impact on you 100 percent. it's d hop you can't any yeah. team and you don't have him i think the thing with us i think we i think they knew it was coming so they went and did the Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. It worked in our favour. If you looked at how that draft board went, we lost like no the no sort of decent wide receiver was falling in our in our um, sort of favour. If we hadn't have done that, Hollywood Brown's joined because he feels like he's going to get open a little bit more, like one on one, because most people will double up with D Hop. So he's now going to have to go back into a system where he does get uh, double up. We're, what we're quite lucky to have is Zach Ertz. Terry McBride's going to get used um, quite a bit. Um, obviously, James Connor's in there as well. And obviously, we just picked up um, Williams as well, obviously, from the Chiefs. So, mm. I feel like there's quite a bit of firepower to get us through those first six games, is mm. what, what I'm hoping. Our schedule's not the best, by the way, those first <laughs> six games. 
Um, it's not it's not the easiest, but I do feel like actually we're not going to go on an unbeaten run. I don't think like we did last year, but I think it helps us because of what you've just said previously, where we do tail off. So if we get a hold in there for those first six and then have D-Hop coming in, and he's taken a bit of a beating in the last couple of seasons as well, I think it might actually help us. And we can hold in there. If you can hold in for six games without D-Hop and you have someone like that coming to your roster, because then, as I say, people are going to be freed up a hell of a lot more. And I think we'll be all right. Exactly. It's having that grit to get through them. Get like I feel like you had that last year and the talent to win that many games. And it was sort of the same story with the Steelers the year before. Like, really, we had no right to be on a on quite a good run. And it, like, especially because both of our divisions at that point were the, the top division. I mean, see, Seattle was still, though not good last year, seen as competitive at the start year because a team with Russell Wilson in is always competitive. Um, but when you look at the, the you know the landscape of your division going forward, I mean, you've got the Super Bowl winners, the Rams in there. You think they're going to maintain that in, in that division. Um you got the 49ers, obviously, who are just sort of on the rise, but a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a rock in the road with what they're going to do at quarterback. And then you got Seattle, who you must be really enjoying their erosion, which felt like every week something was getting worse and worse with them. And even the trade was like, well, yeah, you got a D-tackle and a quarterback and a tight end, but you just lost Russell Wilson. So you've just not done any good business at all. What, what do you, how do you feel about the uh, how the vision is shaping up now after this offseason? The Rams are still going to be a problem, let's be honest. I don't think that sort of changes too too much. The 49ers were interesting because we were I was having this debate constantly and actually just watching them again, they sort of came into form at the right time. And I think they'll probably bounce off the back of that. Is Trey Lance the answer for them? I still don't know. I'm still holding out mm. a little sort of a um, bit reserved on him, if I'm honest. And Debo Samuel, we've obviously seen there's a few issues there. Um I still think they're going to come good. The thing is with the NFC West, three teams will always make it. It, mm. it will always happen. Um, the Seahawks, yeah, they're, they're they're down and out. We can. It's going to be very, uh, very uh, sort of dark days for them, should we say? But yeah, for us, I still think we come out of it uh, unscathed. It's just going to be. I think we're going to end up a repeat of last year, if I'm honest. If we don't mm. really sort of get ahead of the 40, 49ers, I think it might get to that sort of tough one and done playoff for us. Um, unless we can overcome the 49ers at that, at that point. But going head-to-head -head in that division, I still think we'll do quite quite well. The, the Rams the Rams is the issue. That is the, the biggest issue. They keep they keep strengthening. And, but for, again, Sean keeps doing things that, as I said, he freshens it up every single time. You see how he, you see how he does it. You get a chance to obviously watch him in, um, I think it was, they had hard knocks probably a couple of years ago or whatever, and you see how he is with that. He, he demands that respect. He has got leaders, but all even the leaders see him, and I think he will just carry on, sort of uh, taking them forward for sure. The problem is, is that if if you're going to be looking at sort of like eleven and six again, is this not kind of partly the reason why they are a little bit worried to maybe give Kyler Murray all the money, all the money sort of thing? It's like they want to feed you keep improving and improving, and the idea of going eleven and six and then one and done, and it's all kind of like oh, it's the same as last year. You do sort of think to yourself, so what? You know, what would be the point of giving this guy like forty plus million a year if it's not really going anywhere? Is that you know, is that kind of the way they're looking at it? And is that the one, the one problem with him? I don't think it's Kyler. This is what I'm saying. It keeps coming. <laughs> it's Cliff. It, it, you look. As I say I'm very. If they're happy to give a big deal to Cliff Kingsbury, then Kyler Murray's yeah. getting in at the, at the end of this, and yeah. it's going to be 
going to be happy. That's how I see it. it they, they do come as a package deal. So if they've given it to, to Cliff, Kyler was always going to get, get his money. This was the year for me to move Cliff on. This, this is what I say. If Cliff had gone on and they brought someone in and they exercised the fifth year with, with Kyler, then you can sort of give him that bit of time mm. to, to bed in with a new coach. You know what they're going to do. But if Cliff's getting, if Cliff got his, Kyler's getting his. And, mm. but I think we're still holding on to the fact how sort of, and our friend, Mr. Vernon Kay put it out to us was that the Cardinals are garbage and always have been. <laughs> Say that to us, and obviously now we're not. And I'm quite nice. It's quite nice to be in some of these topics and people actually talking about. <laughs> it. So I think they're seeing that. And Bidwell now has got to realise that we've now we have gone up to a level. And now we've got to expect to, to take those next steps. And even though Cliff has got that, I think it's still on him and not Kyler. You can tell I'm a Kyler Murray fan and not a Cliff. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I think what they're I I think that, again this is not a Kyler issue at all. Um, a, a card is a cards issue. Is that what teams have been doing is when you have a talented quarterback like Kyler, like Mahomes, like Allen, is before they've paid them, they've managed to surround them because they've got the money because they're not paying the quarterback top dollar money. They've been able to surround them with as much talent as to succeed as they can do, and that's what all the teams have done. And the, the cards have done that in, in moments. I have to admit, DeAndre Hopkins that was that was great, but it, it was it was a silly trade from the Texans. Really, it was maybe the Texans' stupidity with, with a little bit of the Cardinals' luck that got that all, all done. But when you think about it, you know Chandler Jones, a great defensive player, but he didn't keep hold of Tyron Matthew, and we've seen how amazing Tyron Matthew's been everywhere else he's, he's been. Um, some of the some of your draft picks have been a bit hit and miss. Um, I, I I think I, I like a lot more of some of the Cardinals players that have been drafted in the last few years than others. Like I really like Byron Murphy um, and players like that. And uh, the safety you have is obviously fantastic. Um, but it, it's the problem is, is maybe that it hasn't been the right time. So then for when um, when Adam said about going, you know, 11-6 again, you know, well, that, that, why why would you then pay Kylo if this is the consistent level? You go, well, actually, you've got to look around the talent that he has. Like, yeah, he has DeAndre Hopkins, but... He had DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk, who's who's never been known to set the world alight. AJ Green, who is is, is done, is in the Julio Jones, T, you know, um, T.Y. Hilton conversation now. Zach Kurtz, they brought in really good business, really, really good business, I thought. And he showed last year that he is still very, very good. You've built a decent O-line, but it's never been as elite as some of the others that have the strong quarter, young quarterback. And then defensively, there's not been that many players that have popped outside of, of Buda Baker. Um, there was a name I was getting at earlier with the safety. I couldn't remember his name on the top of my head at the start. But Baker, Chandler Jones. And there's been a little bit of a here, there and everywhere. And that's where that's why we sort of said last year on the podcast, we really wanted the Cardinals. And we said we really wanted the Cardinals to succeed. We said before the season started, we, we felt it was a bit weird that they were this was maybe their year to sort of really go for it. And they were investing in some older players that we didn't really understand with like JJ Watt. And actually it completely worked. And we all admitted we, we were completely wrong about it. They brought in the veteran players because they've been there and they've done that and they know what it is to succeed, which it proved completely true, didn't it? With Arizona, you went on the unbeaten run. But the problem is much like the Steelers with their unbeaten run, these sort of things just tail off, don't they? Sometimes if you don't keep consistency oh, and fit as well, because you, mm. you had the injury book, didn't you? Yeah, Chase Edmonds go down, Connor go down, lots of players go down. I think we just haven't, when people did go down, we didn't, yeah, we didn't replace. I think if you look at the Rams, yeah. when Von Miller came in, OBJ came in, they topped up. They topped, They were like, mm. okay, we're a, 
we're on the business end now. Let's just top this up and we're, go, we're going for it. We just didn't We just didn't do that. Chandler Jones has gone. We, we've just seen Akeem Hicks uh, move on to the Bucks, 10 million. Mm. You know, they're the sort of people, if you're going to do that, you do it repeat it again and then you bring him in. You know, mm. I think it's like, how do we replace that? I mean, we brought in, obviously we drafted Isaiah Simmons and we we took a bit of time to get him going. I feel like mm. if you've got that sort of talent, he needs to just be playing. Now down a position and get him, get him playing. And then, as you say, you build then the vets around it. But I feel at times, and I say this is where I'm, again, sort of backing Kyler and I can cut and I see his frustrations is, is there actually a clear plan with it? You know, you either mm, going, yeah, in, yeah, you're going all in, or you don't, you don't, you rebuild, you try and get your build up your draft uh, sort of capital and bring in sort of those young players with a little bit and stay competitive. But we're not really doing either. As I said, we we had this good run. Everyone's expecting mm. it to fail. It didn't. And I'm like, okay, well, these players are available, you know, they, and we've got a bit of space to go and do this. And there's, a, you know, a few players that they'll probably take. Let's go and sort of jump in and actually go for it. But we didn't. We took the injuries, we took the injury hits, and then it, it just literally tailed off from there. It killed us. And we tried to protect too many players. And by then, we weren't playing in the same dynamic way we, we were. Like, And we played with some serious freedom. And we didn't have that. So, again, I think this season, I think it's not just about the record, <coughs> how we play. How do we get that 11-6 record? Did we actually go for it? Or did we just sort of sit back and try and protect it? And, and are we just happy to be almost a middle line organization that just wins some loses some which is we'll, we'll, we'll find out obviously this season so i know you've spoken a little bit about the rams and obviously you know winning it last year we all know they're going to be very good again i mean is there any any other teams in the nfc that are, are concerning to you that you feel like have got Stop. strong Get chance of doing it back out for any other ones that might yeah, uh, potentially do well, you know? Teams. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 none at all. No, okay. It's funny because everyone keeps talking about Green Bay. I don't understand. I just don't understand. What What have you done any different? I don't understand it. Like, you nothing. We have done nothing different. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing different, but is the NFC Championship, to, it's NFC Championship team every year. Is the, yeah. is the thing though? It just don't think win the big one. Yeah, well, yeah, it's because what's the term? What's the, what would you use as Spursy for the NFL? I guess. What would you? It would be Green Bay, wouldn't it? Because they've, yeah, they've done it a fair few years. Like 49ers beat you, Bucks beat you. Yeah, Green, Green Bay. I like that. I might start using that a little bit more actually. <laughs> big Green Bay. Green Bay, they are. Green Bay. <laughs> I think, in all honesty, though, if out of everything, all the teams to actually look out for for me this season is the Dolphins. I really like what they've done in this, this offseason. And I think it's actually something to, to keep an eye on. Um, but they might, they'll be my team overall to, to watch is the Miami Dolphins for, for sure this year. Is that because the Ty- is the Tyreek Hill move your favourite move sort of the off-season? Did you think that was one of the ones where you're like, wow, that's like, that's game-changer there? And also, they've done some good moves as well, like, throughout the team, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, the Tyreek Hill thing is, is crazy. I think Tua mm-hmm. deserves that a little bit. But even, like, taking Chase Edmonds from us as well, mm-hmm. you know, I think what they've done there, like, they've put the right people around. Obviously, when they came over, um, you know, we got to, to speak to a few, a few of the players, and it's a real excitement and buzz there. It wasn't like they're just here for... 
like they're there for the ride, you know, and they're picking mm. up their money. They they really believed in in a project, um, and I, I really do feel that they're going to go go somewhere there. And obviously, uh, Mr. Mike Jones um, is obviously going to play quite a quite a big part there. And I I say you can hold me to this, but I do, generally do think they're actually going to do mm. something this, this year. And um, I think they are the team team to watch to maybe ruffle a few feathers. I'm not saying they're going to to go out and win it all, but I think they're going to cause a few problems for a few people this year. I, 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 think say, about the, I think that about the FC East in general. Mm. I think the FC East has got some... I think Bill's Pats... You can laugh what you want about the Jets, but the Jets are quietly building something there, I think. I think they, them and the Lions have really got that something about them going forward. They're, 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 they're putting I, their investment in the right players. Very, very quietly. Very quietly. I just think... You, you, the, you, everyone laughs at this. I've said this a few times on the last few weeks and everyone's gone like, you're so stupid. The Bengals <laughs> went from drafting Joe Burrow to having an awful season, yes, him injured, but no one really on their roster who we were like, they're amazing, to them being in, in Super Bowl fine. Like, they they built their, their, their tr- team transition in three years was incredible. And... The, but the, the Lions. Lions and the Jets are doing that as well. They the are. Lions. They're doing that as well. Um, you look no, at the moves no, they made. No, not having that. No, look no. at the moves they made. They are. There's something going on with Detroit and the Jets, for that matter. I think. I think there's one massive problem though, is that they don't have the quarterback. You say they drafted Joe Burrow at the Bengals, and that's the reason we, that the Bengals got, the Jack, got where they Jack, got. Jared Goff took the Rams to a Super Bowl and won it. Zach Wilson, I, I don't think we can say truly if he is good or not yet. I think he's so. So based there. on based on that, are you mm. implying that Dan Campbell has the same tactical ability as Sean McVay? And uh, no, because he's not. <laughs> <it yet. laughs> but Dan Dan Campbell's getting his guys to play for him though, and you can't say that's wrong. You can't say you've seen the press conferences. You've seen how they behave around him. He's he's got he he's got that team galvanized and he's gonna get well, he's gonna try and do the best he can do with it. But I ain't gonna say they win the Super Bowl, but it would not shock me if they got you know, they're gonna double the amount of wins they got last year, which isn't hard because it's like one one and then they get two. But but my facts are still correct. So <laughs> we could we could try we can we can try and hope for them anyway. Um, in in terms of the you you actually uh, briefly touched on it, Sam, which was really great transition. Really, it's the NFL London. So we've got the games that have been announced to come over here again. The debut of this year game being in Munich, Germany, which is going to be fantastic as well. I doubt we're going to be able to go over, but um, I don't know whether you're going to try and get over there yourself. Uh, I think it's really. Fantastic for the, 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 this Munich game's happening. We've had the German guys, well, European, all the Europeans coming over here for years to watch NFL games here. Finally, they're somewhere in Europe. And then obviously we have the Mexico game as well. Are you happy with the fixtures we've got? And do you think this is just maybe the start now? Because we've moved, they've moved the game to Munich. I, I feel like there's maybe going to be a game, not next year, but in the next couple of years, maybe there might be one over in Asia or even maybe in, in Australia, in the Oceania region. What, what do you think is maybe next in the NFL mi- mindset and their 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 expansion, I suppose? I think it's just going to continue to sort of do a bit of a globetrotting globe for, mm. for now. I know there's a lot of excitement about um, us having a, an organisation here in, in London, potentially, but I think they're just testing the water, actually, just to see whether London is still the answer. Obviously, we're, it's sold out every time. There's probably just as many people inside the stadium as there is outside during the games. Obviously, what's going on, everyone sort of see, sees that. 
they've obviously done more and more games to see that it's not just a, a fluke. You know, mm. at the end of the day, you have you have eight home games, right? So they're well, a bit more now. But obviously, I'm saying I think for now they they want to see if they can maybe do that constantly outside of um, the states. And I think they'll probably be a team that will probably do a little bit more outside than than others. I think obviously it was always earmarked with with the Jags. Um, we know Khan has tried to buy Wembley. Um, <laughs> we know that he has that that interest. But honestly, I, I can't. Um, probably praise NFL UK, um, shameless plug, but enough mm. for what they've actually done. Mm. Um, you know, I've been going to these games for, for some time now as, as a fan and in, and in media capacity as well. And um, just seeing how each year, how can it get better? And every year it seems to deliver. And I think it's coming. I'm interested to see what it's like in Munich. I really am. So I'm, I am looking forward to that. And we've got some good games. We get to, Everyone gets to see Green Bay now. Right, hey. so, uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that. If if uh, they probably won't allow me to speak to Aaron Rodgers if they look at any of my material, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, looking forward to it. And yeah, uh, you guys definitely got to get out to, to these and um, yeah, you experience that because um, yeah, it'll definitely be worth the show. Do you actually think that an NFL franchise over here is the way forward, though? Like in in the long term, I know, like they like you say, they're testing the waters and all that. And the, I, I think last year was a big thing for them because, to be honest, them games weren't great, and I think we all kind of knew they weren't brilliant, but they still sold out, and I think that was a massive thing for for London. But I don't know. We've said before, we've kind of been a bit like I I think what a lot of people like is seeing the different teams and the idea of having one specific team all the way throughout a season and whether or not people would actually support that team because obviously we all have our own teams already um whether that would actually work or not we're still gonna see seven eight yeah you'll still see the opposition yeah i i get that but i i I still think it does i think people are really buying into this i think the great thing about and i'm saying this from the uk and europe is that you're still going to have European fans coming over mm. for that Sunday, right? And you're still going to have British fans going. They're going to look, listen. They give them a season ticket. People are buying it. It's going to happen. They're they're going to do that. And I think they'll really get behind that the organisation. I think it's the buy-in from the other side. I think it's the buy-in from the people in the states. You know, are they going to be happy to do it? Are they, is everyone going to be happy to like knowing there's going to be a time you're going to have to come over? Do they? If that team makes the playoffs. And they get home advantage. That's a completely different ball game. Like obviously coming over here. So those those logistics of thinking about it, is it possible? Yes. You know, if if, if you've seen the international combine, there's a lot more people playing the game over here in, in Europe as well. So I think I think they're looking at it as an expansion of the the league as a whole. Like, could they potentially add some teams to it and make it? I think they've tested by adding another game are they going to then start to just build that up and then eventually just be able to add a division i think that is probably more realistic in the in the future well what a future that would be for nfl and the very profitable one i can imagine for nfl as well and they could use a couple of dollars you know they they need now the rising energy costs are going up everyone is getting the, you know feeling the belt tightened so and that includes the nfl bless them but uh, they're in our hearts uh, sam thank you for joining us we really appreciate it where can we find uh, all your podcasts and everything my friend just find me on obviously uk samo directly but um at 
Alt Sports and at Verge Magazine, you'll find the the hurry up and a few others, a few other pods that we obviously do with the, with the guys there. So um, yeah, tune in. But this has been great, boys, and uh, you went light with Kyler Murray, so I appreciate it. <laughs> well, we're always kind to new guests because we want them to come back, and then we, you know, maybe we go <laughs> on to theirs. You know, we've got to keep, we've got to be good to the good, good to the people who are good to us, I suppose. Um, but thank you for joining us again, Adam. Thank you uh, for coming along as well. There'll be more of these episodes out throughout the summer as well as all other great content from the franchise tag podcast uh, make sure you like and subscribe to our youtube and listen to us on all platforms have a great rest of your week and we'll see you all very very soon goodbye